Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. All right, so... If you're joining us, you're getting that notification that Into the Lab is recording its second episode of the season. Season two, episode two, I'm your host, Ernest Silva, live from the beautiful home studio in San Antonio, Texas. Can't be ready to back streaming in the office again. But joining me on the screen are a bunch of familiar faces and one maybe not so familiar face. So we're going to introduce him shortly. But let's go around the room. Announcer, bring us in and let's get your night started off right. And now... Tonight's starting lineup. From Bali, Indonesia, the beverage connoisseur, wrestling expert, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. We'll be on later so you can hassle Steve on Dolphins Patriots this week. But let's move on from Pittsburgh, co-host of the Puckleheads podcast and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, Twitter handle at Steel Curtain, P-E-H, the man with the most interesting name in the world, Just Paul. Thanks. I noticed you stripped Dre of his co-commissioner of the Dynasty League after all his uh, moves today. So uh, <laughs> I'm in for that. Uh, but let's get it started, boys. <laughs> yes, he is right now on a temporary timeout. All those damn collusion moves. I, he asked me if he should drop Jarvis Landry for a defensive bench player. I said, come on, man. Yeah. All right, from Wagner, co-captain of the BCMG stream team and college football expert at D-Dog underscore 123 or 1123 Davis Cordova. What's up, guys? There are some perks of going to college, but there's also some downsides, which is not having cable. So I have the ESPN app downloaded. So I'm watching UAB versus Miami instead of Chiefs versus Texans. So that's all right, buddy. That's You're all right. Gonna we'll pay push. for Hulu. <laughs> we'll keep Davis. you posted for sure. <laughs> <laughs> From Guilford, founded at the ESPN Analytics Conference, the man behind the numbers at Asian Tatum, Chris Remick. Davis, I don't know what you're talking about, dog. UNH gives us Xfinity streaming online, dude, for free. So, uh, so <laughs> you guys are lacking out there. But I'm excited to talk some basketball. I know we're going to get into Toronto, Boston, because I got a lot to say on that matter. I got a lot. I got a fully loaded clip ready. So He's just ready. be ready for that. <laughs> well... Chris is hyped up. You can see that Boston jersey hanging behind him. He already lost Portland in one in one side of the bracket, so yeah, Boston's what he's got left. All right. The Canadian of the hour joining us, the man with the voice, Josh Elliott. Boys, how are we doing today? I uh, currently am laid off on my job, and all I've been doing in the mornings are having a couple co cups of coffee and just hammering out gambling picks. So that's all I've been doing lately is just <laughs> I thought you were going to say cocktails before you said cups of coffee. <laughs> no, cups of coffee, hammering out some gambling picks, watching football, watching hockey, watching baseball. 
everything. So it's a good time. Oh, that makes me excited to have you on today, Josh. You're going to be the expert for sure. And I do see that we have our GoPack Go signature <laughs> screenshot there. So I think Dre has joined us. Dre, I've done your intro. Do you want to say hi to everybody? But you got it in my video, though. Oh, yes, your video. I keep forgetting about the video. I'll get your video before the end, Dre. I'll get your video before the end. Say hi to everybody. Dead. Once again, I can't hear jack shit. <laughs> Dre with the Bali internet, as usual. Let's, let's get over to our final sports scientist from Boston, the new co-host of ITO and host of Slightly Biased, if that's around anymore, and co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group. You voted and named him your general, Los Angeles Browns' favorite oh. son, Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven, the general Steve Reisner. What's going on, everybody? Uh, I just need to touch on this. Dre and his commissioner powers. Whoever could have foreseen that letting Dre be the commissioner of a, of a fantasy league that drafted in July having problems in week one? Shock. I couldn't. It sounds like it's Shock. like perfect. Yeah. I mean, July, 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning, that's like the best time to get everyone for a fantasy football draft. Great work, commissioner. I agree. I think it so, was Steve, I was going to give you a Vinny Testaverde jersey for Christmas, <laughs> but I think that's off the list now. I already have one. <laughs> but those are your networks, <laughs> network champion sports <laughs> scientists of Into the Lab in our season two NFL Pick'em debut episode. So we're excited. But you might notice there is a gentleman on your screen that may not be a familiar cast member. That is right. We are being joined by John, host of Sports Talk Chicago on AM 1530 WCKG and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, voice of Crestwood Panthers Baseball and the University of Chicago Athletics. Thanks for joining us, John. Thank you guys for having me. Looking forward to talking with you and uh, getting down to the nitty gritty. A lot of basketball, football. We got a lot to talk about tonight, so I'm happy to be here. Absolutely, and trust me, do not hold back with these guys. They will be all <laughs> over you if you have a bad take. But just get right, get them right back because we have terrible takes all the time. So let's jump right into the action. Let's go down our itinerary. So. Two big pickums tonight, one being the NBA bubble. We're going to revisit our picks from last week, talk about some NBA bubble action, and then we're going to go right into our NFL primetime picks in round two. And round three are those rapid-fire picks that you always hear about where we just kind of list out what the spreads are and if we're going to take them and why. Stick around. If you're a Labster listener and you've donated to the show, you're going to be in for some fantasy advice week one. So keep a lookout for that. And join our Patreon if you haven't already. Let's wait for the bell and let's start round one with some NBA bubble action. Round one, league news and updates. That's the bell. So we're going to jump right into round one, which is going to be NBA bubble. Before we jump into that, don't forget to catch your BCMG stream team. Every week we're on, we're going live, we're giving away stuff, we're making things happen. We had a cotton draft night yesterday. We drafted probably one of the best teams you could ever draft in your life, and we are excited about that, and we almost got a couple of dubs. We finished top, top 10 six times, so couldn't, couldn't get over the hump there, and we appreciate everybody who stopped by and had some fun. I think we had over 300-something comments, so really exciting stuff, guys. So come on and join our stream this weekend. Davis Cordova, of course, is that main guy on there. He's the one that carries the team. Yeah, I'm always carrying you. 
So. Oh my gosh! Never mind. I take it back. Let's talk round one action with the NBA. All right, Miami beats the Bucks, gets a gentleman sweep four one in that series. Boston battling the Raptors three three with Game Seven tomorrow. Big Game Seven tomorrow. Clippers lead Denver three one, looking to finish that series off. And the Rockets and Lakers battling right now in Game Four. But that series looks pretty meek for Houston as they're battling not only the Los Angeles Lakers, but the refs, China, and the NBA itself. So let's jump into the first series and talk Miami and Milwaukee. I'm going to start it off with you, Josh, since I know you really don't have a dog in the fight for this one, and you're the man that's been studying. What happened to Milwaukee? Well, obviously Giannis being out has really hurt him. Like, uh, you know, that's they run their offense around him, and he's the main guy. Um I think they kind of showed, you know, what their true colors are without Giannis. They don't have the secondary scoring like they think. And Miami, man, Miami's fucking rolling right now, and they look tough. I think they are legitimately the, t- the team to beat in the East. And I don't know if if Boston, if Boston gets by, if they can beat them. And I don't know if the Rafs can beat them if they get by. Yep. So I think literally we could say Miami probably would be eight and zero if they didn't give that gimme game over to Milwaukee. Let, yeah, let's be, be right. honest. Yep. You know, and so you're looking at this series and you think, okay, Miami, a real threat. If you say Houston, the Clippers, or the Lakers were to come out of the West, Paul, would you give them a shot against one of those three teams? Or is this just the East is just not as good as the West again? I don't know. They just took down the, you know, what, reigning MVP. I mean, so they're playing great. And, um, you know, Bam Adebayo has been great too. Um, he's just kind of been like a, unsung guy there right now um, with all the shooters. Um, I think if they get against like the Lakers, them shooters could cause real problems for the Lakers um, with that perimeter D. If the Clippers ever play like how the Clippers are supposed to play, I I don't think they could give the Clippers too much problems. Yeah, that's good points right there, especially when you think about shooting teams struggling in the playoffs after they were having such a good time with the bubble. We'll have to see how those teams do come playoff time against the Milwaukee defense. John, I'm going to cue you in here. You know, Giannis now for the second straight season underperforms in the playoffs. He's not my MVP, but for some, he's theirs. So let me ask you, uh, is this like a testament to what Giannis brings? He's very good regular season, but just doesn't have it clutch in the postseason? I would agree with that assessment at this point. You know, he's not LeBron James-esque, and I've said that on my show so many times. He just hasn't taken that next step yet. And granted, he had an injury this year. I understand you can't control stuff like that. But without Giannis, the Bucks just aren't where they're supposed to be. And when he's in, they still can't really get that far. They're a great regular season team. They're not a good postseason team. So until he takes that next step and proves to everybody, hey, we can make it to a finals appearance, I'm not 100% sold on him yet. Do you think that he is a figure point of a, of a franchise to get them to a championship, or does he have to have a 1A, 1B situation, in your opinion, right now? Well, right now he has to have a 1A, 1B because he hasn't made it yet. And he has Chris Middleton. People have said many different things. Middleton does average 20 points per game, and he's right. a side piece there to Giannis, and he still can't get anywhere when it comes to the finals. So he needs probably a 1A, 1B, and 1C to help him get there based on what we've seen so far. I have to agree. I just really hope he doesn't go to the Golden State Warriors. I'm not going to entertain that rumor right now. Let's just wait for that to come true. 
Um, but let's talk about Boston and Chris Remick. I'm starting with you because you called it and you shotgunned it. Boston looked to be rolling 2-0. Looked like they were going to go up 3-0 and then they they lose on a buzzer beater that I kind of spoiled last week for you last, last week. Sorry about that again. Um, but now it's 3-3 and we're going to a game seven. You're on mute. Just want to give you a heads up. How do you feel about this? Give me your analysis so far. You said you had notes, so let's hear it. Where's my well, heads up, Ernest, when I'm on mute? Where's that at? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. That's tradition to let you stay on good. mute. <laughs> um, well, I've been saying this uh, in previous episodes. I always thought that this was going to be a six or seven game series, and Hayward, to me, was the key factor before he went down. Um, but Siakam playing like – he's averaging like 15 – He's had maybe one or two decent games. He's been shooting under 45% the entire series. Like, that's their number or supposed to be their number one guy. So, with him performing like that, I was feeling really good about Boston being 2-0. And that one little lapse in judgment by Brown, I know they went zone, but Tatum and Smart called it out. Um, that lapse by Brown really was Boston's fault. That dropped game three. And that led to a momentum swing, which dropped game four. And um, so that's really where things started to go south. And um, game six was, in my, in my opinion, one of the most blatant attempts by the NBA to get a series to seven games. It was absolutely disgusting, the type of things that were and were not being called on both sides. I will say on both sides, but at, in the end, they did not call that blatant shooting foul on Kemba that would have gotten the free throws to win the game. And they said in the two-minute report that it was indeed a foul. Everybody knew it was a foul, but they decided not to call it. And I think that was mainly because they were scared with the Milwaukee-Miami series when they called those back-to-back -back fouls. And there was a huge uproar about that and how they thought the refs ruined the game. Um, but that's a different scenario because those weren't fouls it was very clear that Kemba Walker got fouled on that game, on that shot. And um, into overtime, uh, when your main guys are all playing 45 plus minutes, you just can only put so much in the tank. And Toronto's that deeper team. So Toronto had guys like Norman Powell to step up late. And um, Boston was just gas, couldn't make the right rotations. And um, Heading into game seven, you really hope that uh, Boston can have a really solid first half and put this game, or, game away early. So you're taking Boston game seven, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm taking Boston game seven. Let me get a thumbs up around the room on who has Boston game seven before I go to Steve and get his analysis on this series. Josh gives me a thumbs down. I, I've got a thumbs up for Boston. I don't know where's my camera. There it is. All right, so John says no awesome. Let me go to Steve real quick. Let me get the Celtics take again. Steve, talk to me. Celtics, what's right. going on? Well, I, I have to touch on uh, what Chris said. So, uh, Tony Brothers, the last 16 playoff games, ref in Boston. Boston is 3-13 and 13 in those games. Toronto's last 16 playoff games when Tony Brothers is the referee, 14-2. and two. And First of all, no team should ever – there should never be a problem in the NBA where it looks like one – official is biased towards one team and that's exactly what goes on with Tony Brothers and that's a disgrace that's shameful uh, the NBA last two minute report they uh, said that Nick Nurse is allowed to be on the court during play uh, 
no, literally learn your own rule book that says no co coach is allowed to be on the court or outside of the coach's box during play. Let's look at your own rules, please, NBA. And, uh, yeah, game seven, they called in Scott Foster. Tomorrow night ain't even up to the players. Tomorrow night's up to whoever the hell the NBA decides to tell Scott Foster to let win. I'm, hope, I'm hoping they tell him Boston. But you already tom know tomorrow, how, tomorrow you night are, is not up to the players. You already know how I feel about Scott Foster, so I'm not even going to dive into that too much. John and Josh, you guys both said no. You've got Raptors tomorrow, and that, that, that seems to be the early underdog pick. So I'll start with you, John. Why Raptors? I feel like Kyle Lowry has been a bit underrated so far, and he's made some good contributions, and I just have never really been a Boston Celtics guy. I think Jason Tatum is overrated. I really don't see the value in him as a player, or at least at least when it comes to him being the next LeBron James. So I feel like Toronto You don't see the value in Jason Tatum as a player? <laughs> he's extremely overrated extremely overrated. I just want to throw this in. Um, Get him, John. Among Get him. the top leaders in pick and roll efficiency, Jason Tatum is the only forward in the top 10 aside from LeBron James. That's great, so he, but what, what's the hilarious. for a franchise? I, they haven't won a final. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, they he did take they, LeBron they, James they, to they, the conference finals as a rookie along with Terry Rozier. And yeah, he, he took him seven games with the Eastern Conference Finals. He dunked on LeBron's head. As a rookie, he was one of the, leading, one of the leading rookies in NBA history and playoff points scored total. Like, you can't – like, obviously, he's 22 years old. He's in his third season. Obviously, people saying that he's a top whatever player right now is saying a lot. But I'm not saying that right now, but saying that he's overrated in his value as a player, the value with his upside, with he, what he's already put out, especially this season, making his jump. I know the first couple of months were a little inefficient, but he was struggling to kind of find that rhythm with Kemba and the injuries with how the team syncs up. But Jason Tatum right now is Boston's number one guy and has shown that he can be the best player on the championship team. And I think that's what Boston is right now. Okay, perspective, perspective real quick. Chris, Jason Tatum is a top what player in the NBA right now? I'd say... I'd give him a 25. Like, I'd, say he, I'd give him a top 25 range because obviously I don't have every single player listed out right, right now. Right, right. But I'd say he's in the upper echelon. He's like an all-star level player that is, can be an all-NBA player. I think he was this year at least. Um, but I'm not going to put him obviously in that MVP category. He's 22 right. years old. Right. Modest pick, though. I, I was expecting a little higher from you. I, I was too, and that's why I, I want to put perspective. We're still talking about a guy who's in his third season. That's not um, not top ten. We're not putting him in top right. ten. John, have you had to say, will you agree top twenty-five, or you say lower? I'd say top twenty-five, but near the back end of that, yeah. maybe twenty-two, twenty-three, or right on the cusp of twenty-five. I agree with that, and I only agree with that because of age and experience. I really don't agree with exactly. the talent. Josh, I'm giving you the final thirty seconds here. You said Raptors. Let me get your logic on that. I think Raptors for sure here coming up um, in game seven. Uh, just quickly, Pascal Siakam has been very cold. Uh, Kyle Lowry's definitely been uh, the difference. And if he gets hot, I, there's no – I think they got a chance at winning. If Pascal Siakam gets going just even just a little bit, um, I think this could be, you know, a five, ten-point game for the Raps. So that's a quick, quick 30 seconds for you. 
Thank you, Josh. Thank you. We're going to go out west. Let's talk Clippers Denver. Davis, I'm calling on you for this one. All right. Kawhi Leonard leading playoff P and the Clippers over a, a pretty hostile Denver Nuggets team. They're playing well. Jamal Murray finally showed up a little bit in game four there. Uh, how are you feeling about those clips? I mean, like I said last week, I had the Clippers in five. Um, Kawhi Leonard is unstoppable against the defense like the Nuggets. Um, playoff P's kind of showing out too. I mean, I, I said I said this before. It could have been a game six series, a six game series between the uh, the Nuggets and Clippers if Gary Harris shows out. Um, but I haven't seen anything from him the, these first four games. I agree. So, I you know I was thinking about what they were talking about after the game, how the Clippers had not been to a Western Conference final, you know, and then Kawhi's come in here making a difference, just like he did for Toronto last year. He's coming in and making another difference for another franchise that was starving for some attention because they don't they aren't even considered the best in their own city uh dre i'm i know it's hard it's hard for you to get us but do you have any opinion uh, on the clippers do you think they drop into the game or is that a five game series wrapped up you know uh there i got <laughs> i got you uh i mean Kawhi has Kawhi's been on uh, throughout the series, and that's basically the reason that the mids have lost of their game. So that keeps – if more cannot get going, uh, the mids lose uh, is tonight. So, so yeah, uh, Nuggets have a chance. Murray cannot, you know, this offense going because Joe Kick can't do it himself. And the Nuggets – and I mean, the first part too much. And agree with uh, David that uh, Kawhi is uh, unstoppable at the moment. And when he gets in the golf mode, it's pretty much impossible to blow him down. If that's if Steven <laughs> something one can do. So probably Clippers take this series and this game as well. Yeah, that's great, Dre. And I appreciate the, uh, the insight from the future there in Bali. And uh, we're going to switch to the last series and talk about the Rockets-Lakers series. Um, I'll go ahead and start this one off. I might as well. Um, I, I still think that the Rockets are team, the team to beat in the West, even if they are losing by 19 right now. Um, you know, I'm going to stick with my pick and say Rockets in seven at this point if they lose this game. But let's dissect what's really happening here. The NBA called Scott Foster to ref game two and a game that the Rockets probably should have won. And you bring in Scott Foster, where Harden, what Harden and the Rockets were one and twelve when he refed in the last playoff series. So think about that. LeBron had to call in Scott Foster. Now we didn't want to call that out. We'll go ahead and talk about how the Lakers blew a twenty-one point lead, only for Russell Westbrook to have the worst quarter of his life, and the and the Lakers take Game Three. And then of course the conspiracy of Daniel House getting told he's investigated for having a female COVID testing individual come to his room that is not his girlfriend or his wife or his family of two kids. It is some random girl that tests for COVID. He has a girlfriend and a wife? Yes, he does. That has public knowledge too. And so it wasn't any of those women. Good for him. He's saying that he didn't have any girl in his room, but somebody reported that he had the female testing individual in his room. And now he cannot play games three, four, or five from what I'm Deny, I've been deny, deny. Because he could have 
uh, broken the rules. Now, not that it's confirmed, but the NBA won't let him play. Okay, I'll get to the point. Rockets are down big right now. They're not playing like the Rockets. Don't even look like they want to be in the game right now. Kind of hard to watch as a fan. Lakers are probably going to roll through this series. Realistically, not from a fan perspective. Probably going to win in five. If they don't, it's going to be six. Um, both Kenny and I agreed that whoever won game five was probably going to win game six. It wasn't going to go further than that. So let's talk about Lakers Rockets. There's really not much to analyze. Rockets came and punched the Lakers in the mouth, woke up a sleeping giant. Lakers came out and called NBA China and the refs to come help them. And now the Rockets are down big. Um, I I'm, I'm, I'm not the only person talking conspiracy here, but China won't air NBA games, which means LeBron is not on in China. So that is probably not good for the NBA. And so, I can understand that side as well. Does anybody have any other takes on this series other than what I've talked about? Right. I think because this has... <laughs> I, Go ahead. I mean, the Lakers are not doing anything super impressive to beat the Rockets. The Rockets really just look flat, and they really look like they can't get anything going offensively, other than maybe taking them off the three-point line quite a bit. That may be a part of it, but you can easily adjust your rotations. And the Rockets have done it before. They did it against OKC as well. They adjust how they play. It just doesn't look like they want to, which is a big problem to me. It's just a big problem. But, John, go ahead. Ernest, I think this has to do with the narrative here. I mean, think about what's happened to the Lakers and to the NBA from the beginning of the season. Unfortunately, Kobe died, right? Then we have the pandemic. Now everybody's in a bubble. LeBron has reemerged as – this second coming of an MVP type player. I mean, he looks as good as he has since maybe his heat days, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like all of this is kind of adding up. All paths are pointing towards a Lakers championship, whether they are the best team in the NBA or not, as you guys already kind of alluded to, the narrative is already being painted that the Lakers are probably going to win. They're going to overcome all of this adversity and end up getting to the finals and probably winning it. I think that has a lot to do with it besides just the, X's and O's of the game. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think Chris might have had something to say. Chris, did you want to say anything on that? Yeah, well, I was just going to remind you, Ernest, of what I've been saying since I got on this show. Westbrook and Harden in the playoffs just aren't the type of guys to get the job done. Now, they punched, they punched the Lakers in the face, had that great game, and then the Lakers made adjustments, and then Westbrook and Harden just haven't been able to figure out. That's why I said – that's why I said Lakers in five the other episode, because I knew that, that they were going to let that one game happen and LeBron and AD were going to shut things down. And when it, comes, when it comes to Harden and Westbrook struggling, there's just no chance in hell that you even have a shot of making it a close game. If Westbrook struggles and Harden does his thing, then there's an off chance given your bench is hitting their shots. But when both of them just aren't in rhythm, then it just spells trouble. Just to dispel any a couple of things that you said, because I completely agree. If Harden and Westbrook are off, the Rockets have no chance in any game against any series, against any team, really. I mean, even the eight seeds would get a game off of the Rockets, if not two, if both of them were off. But just want you to understand, Harden is having his most efficient series he's ever had. You can look it up. Most efficient series he's ever had in the playoffs. Harden is also, yes, he has limited his shots in the fourth quarter, but he's distributed. He had. I was just going to ask, what's his efficiency in the yeah, fourth? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his efficiency is still there in the fourth, but he's not shooting the ball. That's the problem. Okay, he shot. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. shot three shots in game three. He shot six shots in game two, and in game one they didn't need the shots, but he shot five. So he's only taken. I, I think it came out to like twelve or eleven shots total in the fourth quarter, which is not enough if you're James Harden. 
but he, he has his, his assist numbers are still up. So he's still impacting the game. The problem is, and, and if you didn't know it before this game four, because I, I'm not even watching the game, but I'm pretty sure they're going to go be down if they were down by 19 at the end of the third. Um, they have not been down entering a fourth quarter yet in this series. Even the two games they lost, they were leading. They led by five uh, game three and they led by eight game two. So they had been up going into the fourth quarter. So I don't want to say that they're playing a terrible series, but they're playing terrible fourth quarters. And I mean, it's been bad in the fourth, which is, you can say maybe that clutch gene Westbrook and Harden just not clutch in the fourth. Right, that's quarter what against, I was going to um, kind of against, like bounce uh, off high caliber of. teams. Yep. And I just think Harden in terms of, yeah, he's having an efficient series, but like you alluded to, he's not shooting the ball. And right. as your main guy, as your MVP, like that's the main knock on LeBron when he was in Miami. It's like, dude, stop deferring to Dwayne Wade, take the ball and take it to the basket and <laughs> yeah. win your championship. So James Harden needs to be like, I'm that dude, I'm the best scorer in this league, and I'm going to go get the buckets in the fourth when they need it. And Westbrook needs to understand that and – the game plan just needs to be centered more around Harden getting those shots that he needs to get to get in rhythm. I'm going to end the NBA tick because NFL is supposed to be our feature for today. But let me give you this one last thing. We made the team to make it fully Russell Westbrook. No Clint Capella. That was for us. Spread the floor. That was for us. Russ gets COVID. Russ gets hurt. Now this huge strength of it being a key focal point of Russ. Now we need Harden to come back and be superstar Harden. It's kind of a hard thing to switch gears and change your, change your culture shift right in the middle of a bubble, but it was still working, right? They were winning. So I'm not going to take anything away from it. Still them having to play, but you could tell, you could tell even the OKC series, Russ didn't play for four games in that series comes back. He is super rusty. And then we asked him to come out and play, you know, top notch basketball against the Lakers. I guess even as a Rockets fan, I was delusional. I should have figured he was going to have some regression after, after everything that he's gone through, just, Sucks to see that this Russell Westbrook is not a, a 1A, 1B right now. It's an A, B type of relationship, and that's not what we needed for this system for this system to work. But I'm going to cut it off there, and let's get off of the NBA. Let's head into round two. But before we do that, round one was brought to you by the Porteo Group. If you are a business looking to export or import products to and from Mexico, look no further than this group today, the Porteo Group works with companies like Nestle, Colgate, L'Oreal, and many others. Find them on www.porteogroup.com and mention ITL for discounts and bargains for your company today. The Porteo Group, a Houston-based company with over 30 years of experience for you. All right, we are going to start our NFL Pick'em Primetime Picks Round 2. It's been a while, guys. We are going to get hyped for this. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Before we start round two on the Sport Genes Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Round 2. Weekly Pick'em and Game Outlooks. 
All right, round two is our pick'em segment. That's the bell, so we are going to start off with our primetime picks, which we are starting off with Sunday. If you listened to our show last week, you already heard the Chiefs-Texans pick that we that we had for this week. Guess what? My Texans pick is looking pretty good to cover the spread. Let's talk about those Packers and Vikings coming around noon for most people on Sunday. Packers-Vikings. Vikings open up as two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I'm going to go ahead and start off with just Paul. Bring us in on this one. Who are you taking with the money line? Who are you taking with the spread and why? Um, I like the Vikes here. Um, Minnesota is 31 and 16 against the spread um, at home. So, and since 2014. So I like them, honestly. Um, Green Bay up front. Um, I know that Hunter's out, but uh, Ngakwe is going to make a big splash. And, Anytime I can get a home team under under a field goal, I'm going to take them. So give me the Vikes and the cover. Gotcha, Steve. Going to you next. Who you have in this game? Uh, I'm I'm taking Green Bay. I just that I already took them before. I saw Daniel Hunter was out and that uh, made it even easier for me. I I like. Plus one, 117. Yeah, there's that uh, that subway connection that we're getting. Yeah, I appreciate that. The Boston Bandit making his way. All right. Let me go over to Josh. Maybe you'll get a better connection spot there. Josh, who do you have in this game? Yeah, I think the internet's better here in Canada than it is down in Boston. But uh, – <laughs> I think I got it. I'm definitely going to take Minnesota. They're just going to pound the ball to to Dalvin Cook and Matthias, and so they're going to. Their Green Bay's defense just isn't good enough to to deal with um, the running game. So yeah, give me Minnesota two minus two and a half, and definitely going to take them for straight up. So. Gotcha, John. What about you? Going to feature you next. If the Vikings weren't at home. And the Packers were, I take the Packers without a doubt. But because the Vikings are home, because they have uh, Dalvin Cook, as we already alluded to, because the Packers defense will not be able to contain the run game, I've got the Vikings as a minus two and a half. I take them uh, in this game coming up. Gotcha. Thank you very much with that. And I completely agree. I'm going to give you my pick in just a second. Chris, going to you next. Yeah, I completely agree with uh, the Vikings pick here. Um, I just think that they're so good at home. And um, definitely going to be a close game because Green Bay is nothing to sneeze at. And I love Aaron Rodgers, but um, I'm definitely going to take the Vikings here for the cover. Perfect. Davis, you're up next. Um, why were the Vikings so good at home? Any, can anyone tell me? Because of the fans, okay? And they're not going to have any. <laughs> so the okay. They're going to pump in crowd noise, so don't you worry about that. It's only like 70 decibels. So, <laughs> so you're taking the, taking the Packers? Yes. Wow. Taking the Packers. All right. So before I give you my picks, just want to let you guys know, Kenny and Miles said that they couldn't go without giving you their picks. So Kenny, he is taking Green Bay to cover this game and win. And I know, Dre, I'm going to you last because it's Green Bay. I haven't forgotten about you. I got you over there. And Miles said you can't have pick them without the champ. So I'm going to go over Miles' pick real quick. I was not prepared. Completely forgot Miles sent it to me. Um, but, Dre, while I'm pulling up Miles' stuff, why don't, you, why don't you bring me your – why don't you give me your pick of the week for this one? 
Where's my video? <laughs> oh my gosh, Dre. You, your video came out earlier, Dre. I'm going to bring it on again. Give me your pick. Hear anything. So I'm, I'm going to leave my, I'm going to leave my webcam off because I can't hear anything. Okay. But give as us your usual, pick. Uh, you guys pretty much don't know anything about this edition. So I'm going to take over. Uh, last year, everybody picked theirs to whoop the Packers on one because you're clueless about the division and you were all wrong because the Packers beat the crowd of the bear. Now, obviously, the team's not as good as it's supposed to be, and uh, we are making a lot of in a lot of sides of the ball on both sides of the, of the ball but vikings have cousins that pretty much tells you what's going on they've been having a contract used with uh del cook they don't have uh stephen diggs anymore and uh yeah Alex will be over um uh Thielen, so that's pretty much uh blanked the game so who's to, who are gonna throw them to uh, Justin Jackson's still key, so uh, Jackson will be all over. It is going to be a very good game. Now the Packers supposedly are just going to ball without a hunter in the game. Uh, the Kings team might not be that well as to run. So uh, I believe it's going to be a very loose game, maybe a 17-14 kind of thing. Uh, but I need the Packers to take it in. The end. So uh, here we go. There you go. That analysis given you by Trey Rogers on the Green Bay Packers and he's taking Green Bay to cover and to pull the upset off there in Minnesota. Uh, so Miles picked Minnesota to win this game and cover the spread. So he's going Minnesota. Uh, let me ask you guys, um, although it's a primetime pick for us, is this going to be like the nationally covered game, Minnesota and Green Bay? I would think it'd be the Fox game of the week. Yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and take Green Bay myself just for the fact that it's going to be a nationally featured game and Kirk Cousins folds in those situations. So I'm going Green Bay. Um, and for so I don't repeat anything that uh, uh, Dre already talked about. I absolutely think they lost key pieces. And with the lack of training camp and spotlight, we're going to see a lot of substitutions. So what I'm thinking Minnesota is going to struggle. Um, I do like – I would love to see Justin Jefferson kind of go off. I have him in a dynasty league. So I'd like to see him kind of showcase some of his hidden talents there. Um, let's go ahead and move to the next game, just, which is a, just quickly, Ernest. Do you maybe yes. think uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't play well on prime time when uh, there's fans in? Like, that's a, that's maybe, a good point. Maybe, maybe when there's nobody nervous. in the stands. Yeah, maybe. Now, you know, is Minnesota fan less for sure, or are they going to be 50% fans like the Chiefs tonight? Anybody I don't know, know for sure, but he'll be 50% less nervous. I guess so. I guess that's true. I guess, I guess you could use that logic there. Oh, you're making me rethink my pick, Josh. Dang it. Let's talk about Steve's second team. The Saints host the Buccaneers, and the Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Steve, starting with you, does Tom Bay start off with a win? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Tampa here. Um, I, I understand New Orleans is a pretty good defense. I understand everyone's going to think that I'm just being biased because it's <laughs> Tom Brady, but I'm not a talk Just a Patriots fan, actually. Uh, but uh, I don't I, know. I, I, like, was, like Steve never goes his own team. Facts. <laughs> Steve, are you going to tweet that out on your burner? <laughs> that's that's Butthole who has that burner for me. But um, they don't have your burner, Steve. No, uh, that is them. They they DM'd me from it saying, "Hey, it's Butthole." 
Wow. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I just like I I think that I think they're laying that line with uh to favor New Orleans, considering home field advantage, and I there's no home field advantage right now, and. Tom Brady's going to play pretty nice in a dome because he loves domes and he's used to playing in fucking New England right now. Gotcha. I know you guys love hearing me give my picks last, but I am taking the Saints to cover. I don't think Tampa Bay starts off with a win. I do think they start off with the loss. The Saints have the continuity. I think there's a lot of change in Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay just still doesn't have the, the best defense in the world. I do think they have a good linebacker core, but a lot to prove out there, and Drew Brees should feast, and he's my fantasy quarterback, so I'm putting some bias in it. New Orleans goes big. All right, Chris, going to you next. How do you feel about Tampa Bay against New Orleans? Um, I'm actually also going to go with the Saints to cover the spread here. I just, like you said, there's a lot of moving pieces in Tampa this offseason. Obviously, like Gronk coming back, we don't know exactly what he's going to bring to the table. Tom Brady, another year onto his back. LaShawn McCoy, Leonard Fournette, all these guys um, coming in. We just don't really know who's going to be the – big time uh, producers here. So um, I'm taking the Saints. Wonderful. Josh, going to you next. Yeah, Chris kind of touched up on what I was going to say, that there's just so many new pieces uh, to start the season. I, it's just, you're just so unsure, as well as no preseason. Like none of these guys have really gotten a chance to play against another team. So, you know, maybe, you know, week three, week four, they may find it, but I'm definitely going to take uh, the Saints to actually roll over uh, quite heavily the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Big, heavily pick there. So you say uh, if somebody wanted to get big money there, you call a eight point spread. You take that? Josh? Uh, definitely. Definitely a touchdown. Yeah, for sure. Wow. All right. So Josh feeling confident. John, I'm sandwiching you between all the sports science. If you haven't noticed already, how are you feeling about this Tampa Bay, New Orleans situation? I actually like Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, last year, Tampa went 8-8, eight and eight, and they had a quarterback who threw 30 interceptions. So we all know Tom Brady, he's not going to throw picks. He may not throw 30 touchdowns, but he's not going to turn the ball over. And secondly, no one's mentioned this yet, Alvin Kamara technically still isn't a member of the Saints. They're working on that contract extension as we speak. He's been holding out of camp. He's missed a lot of games. So he hasn't even practiced with his own team. And, of course, there's no preseason. So when you factor those two things in, I feel like it's going to be a much different uh, narrative than what's been put out there right now. I think Tampa Bay can actually pull off the upset and cover. That's an interesting uh, That's an interesting point about Alvin Kamara. He's my fantasy running back. So now you got me thinking, John. All right, let me go over to Just Paul. Actually, I'm with, I'm with John on this one. I, I You know, when you can subtract out – 30 picks, you know, out of your game plan. I mean, that's huge. Um, Also came across this today, Sean Payton, you know, we all think of him like this guru and, you know, he can prepare for games and this and that. He's one in 13 against the spread first two weeks of the season, the last, Mm. since 2013. Um, And plus, I mean, we found out today, the Saints don't even know if they can fucking play at home. I mean, they don't even know. So, uh, (laughs) <laughs> definitely, you know, definitely, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll Tampa Bay and, with the upset and the cover. Perfect. Thank you very much. But what all I heard from that was that they're due one. Thank you for that. Davis. Got the, uh, got the Buccaneers in this one. Like Paul said, don't even know if this game is going to go on. But um, Tom Brady's been down in Tampa for five months now. 
working a playbook up just for him. And they added Leonard Fournette, uh, Rob Gronkowski. And, I mean, you add those two factors in with Chris Goodwin and um, uh, Ronald Jones. It's like almost an unstoppable offense with the best quarterback of all time. Yep, I have to see that side as well. Before I go to Dre on his pick, the 2019 NFL Pick'em champ, Miles Bloomquist, he did pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover the spread and win this game. And Kenny, not the Jet Smith, but Kenny Cotterill, the Shooter Shoot Basketball Pod uh, host, he did pick the, uh, let's see, the New Orleans Saints to cover the spread and win this game. Dre, keep your camera off, but give us your pick. I always go against Steve's team. I know that. And I'm wearing his favorite Tampa Buccaneer orange shirt. But the Saints are going to take this game. Book. Did anyone catch that? I think he took the Bucks, actually. Did you, did, take, the, did you take the Bucks, Dre? I think he said the Saints, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know anymore. At this point, let's just say he took the Saints, and then he can correct me I said later. I, I said I always go against Steve's team, so that means that I'm taking the Saints. Got it. <laughs> he did go Saints after. I thought there was a twist to that. But let's talk about the game of the week, Cowboys-Rams Sunday Night Football. That's the one everybody will be watching. And Cowboys coming in as a three-point favorite rolling into Los Angeles. That game will definitely be played. Uh, I'll start this one off with you, John. I'll, I'll switch things up. I want to see your take on this. How do you feel about those Cowboys marching into Los Angeles for a win? Well, if anyone knows, uh, Los Angeles is actually Cowboys country, just like the entire country is Cowboys country. They're going to be going into a brand new stadium. They've played one of the nicest stadiums in the country, first of all. Now they're going into a new one. Dak Prescott's on a contract year. We all know about that. And they're a three-point favorite. I say, of course, they're going to cover that. They're going to win this game handily. That's a very good take, John. We need to have you on more often. Just Paul, going to you next. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I, I like Dallas here. Um, you know, they have to, they have to start off strong. They, they have to get this win right here, uh, especially over a Rams team that's kind of just, man, right now. Um, they got to try to figure out this backfield situation. They got a lot of new faces over there. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take Dallas and the cover perfect that's two for two so far davis going to you next uh well you know me cowboys <laughs> fan i got the cowboys um i mean the rams are just a mediocre team this year and the cowboys this is pretty much a prove it year with a new offense with mike mccarthy uh i i think they blow the rams out of the water a wonderful take. I do think that Robert Woods gets a couple of touchdowns fantasy purposes. Chris, going to you next. No, with all your Cowboys picks, you make me really want to go with the Rams, but I just can't <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go with Dallas to cover. They're just I will be honest, we haven't had that much team. Cowboy love on this show, so I'm actually quite <laughs> loving it so far. So, yeah, keep them coming. But Chris you going Dallas. Some miles picks. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't gotten some miles. That's true. And Miles usually bashes the Cowboys. Luckily, we don't have him screaming at me right now. Josh, going to you. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Rams because everybody else is going with Dallas. I don't want to be a follower. Um, 
I'll take the Rams plus three. I, I'm I'm pretty confident in that. I'm I'm not. What I'm not confident in is Dallas and their offense. Um, I just I I don't know. I think that uh, the Rams defense is going to come up big here. I'm going to go with them. Fuck it. Well, going going Rams. I I am not a believer in that Amari um, Jalen Ramsey matchups, considering Jalen is prime right now and Amari's on an injury right now. So I think that's and Jalen be- Ramsey plays zone. So. It's yes. not really like he's matching up dead on That's against Amari Cooper. That's true. He's, he's not a travel man corner. He's just not. This is, is the true. only time I root for uh, Oklahoma Sooners is when they're on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, CeeDee Lamb. Hopefully he has a big game. Hopefully he has a big game. Uh, Dre, I'm going to you. I know you're not a believer of Mike McCarthy, so let me see what you're going with the team for this game. Dead. Hey, yo, Dre. Hey, yo, Dre. <laughs> no, Dre. While Dre's trying to figure out I'm... that mute button, let's talk about Miles' pick. Miles says, hold on there. I am taking the Los Angeles Rams to upset the Dallas oh, Cowboys. God. And, of course, Kenny went <sighs> Dallas. We all knew that was coming. Uh, Kenny, a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Steve, going with you next. I uh, can't believe I'm going to do this to, uh, for you, Ernest, but I can't believe they laid the spread this low. I don't see – the Rams having a fucking chance against <laughs> against Dallas. I think Jared Goff is dog shit as a quarterback. Ouch. Ouch. I'm not going to go that He's far. He's on my I fantasy need, team. I, I know. Need... <laughs> I was about to say, I think you have him in, in fantasy no, football. No, I did. I did before. I'll never do it again. <laughs> Dre, I saw your mute button flicker. Are you back with us? Yeah, I'm here. Who do you have, Dallas or Rams? I can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> what a Bali they said. It'd be fun, they said. I know. Every week. <laughs> what about Dre? Uh, what's the win? <laughs> the line is three uh, and a half. The game's in Dallas? The game's in Los Angeles. <laughs> All right, then no. Uh, I'm going to I'm take Rams. <laughs> Dre is going Rams. If you don't know what we're doing, I am typing to him the spread and the, the game <laughs> just so he can give us his pick. Oh my God. So, so Dre is going Los Angeles Rams with the upset. I, I mean, that's a, a big shocker. He loves Mike McCarthy. So um, let me give you my analysis. So this is my team. So let me break it down for you. The Dallas Cowboys defense has a lot to prove. The secondary is very young. The loss of HaHa Clinton Dix and no Earl Thomas signing means that they're going to go with an internal safety. I don't know who that's going to be. Um, so we're going to have to see that. McCarthy is not releasing depth charts to anybody until 12 hours before the game when it's due. So a lot of a lot of question marks. He doesn't want anybody to know his team. Uh, a lot of the analysts have said, well, the offense, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure about the offense because Mike McCarthy's coming in. Let me, let me clear the air here. It is Kellen Moore's offense from last season. He has let him control the reins of this team. And now they just added CeeDee Lamb and it's Blake Jarwin season people, a younger, faster, stronger Jason Witten. Um, and we're going to see that with Dak Prescott. Now Dallas has a top five youngest team. In my opinion, they have a big future. So I'm going to see this Dallas team really strive on the offensive end, just hoping defensively they can uh, find a few stops there against Los Angeles. Um, I do think Jared Goff is a, is, is, is a good quarterback. I think McVay and Jared Goff have a good system there. I just don't think they have the pieces yet 
to be one of those top line contenders or even have uh, you know, a high end season. They're in a tough division. So taking Dallas with this one, covering the spread there, that's my pick. Shocker to the world that Ernest picks the Dallas Cowboys. I think I picked him every game last season. So I went eight and eight. Let's talk about the Steelers Giants. Another big game for Monday night, the early Monday game. Steelers rolling with Big Ben, six point favorites against those Giants. Um, and I will start this one off. The Giants are not a terrible team, but they're not a great team either. They're very in the middle of the road when it comes to, to, to uh, NFL rosters. Um, Daniel Jones looking to have a big year. Saquon Barkley looking to stay healthy and have a big year. That Giants defense, though, that's going to be something to watch. They have a lot of potential, but they don't have studs right now, and that's, that's kind of their mantra. Let's just play to our potential. So I do expect the Steelers to win this game. Um, I, I – I wanted to push spread. I think I'm going to, so I'm taking the Steelers to win and cover probably by, I think they'll probably win this game in double digits, but I've seen New York disappoint me so many times. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give you my analysis. Pittsburgh wins. James Conner looks great. Ben Roethlisberger looks like a stud again, but again, take it for granted. It is the Giants. So don't be all over these guys. Don't go at paying high price and fantasy for these Steelers players after week one. Um, all right, going to you, just Paul, this is your team, the Steelers. So talk to us a little bit about this matchup. Well, my big concern for the Steelers is on the offensive side of the ball. And it's not Ben Roethlisberger's elbow. They have three new offensive starters on the line this year. Um, because the Castro's is out. Um, maybe you don't know. I mean, he's one of the best guards in all of pro football. Um, that's a big loss. Um, that's why I have a little bit of reservation about James Conner this week. Um, I, I don't know. The running game hasn't looked good for three years. I don't know losing three offensive linemen, how that's going to help. Um, I do think that they win just because that defense is one of the best in the league. Yeah. And Daniel Jones – he, he looked good at points last year, but it's a whole different animal when you're facing that pass rush and you're throwing into Minka and those guys in the back end. Um, I look for Devin Bush to have a big game with, and hopefully contain Saquon. And I say the Steelers win 20 to 14, something like that. So you're pushing the spread? I, I have Pittsburgh to win. I have Pittsburgh to win, but not to cover. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. And that makes me reserve now with, I told you I was on the line if I was going to push that spread, but you're, you're confirming that's probably the good call. Josh. So when you missed three offensive linemen, you had no preseason games and now you're on the road with a guy that you don't know if his elbow's a hundred percent or not. I mean, it, it's going to be a dicey little game. Yeah. I just think I trust the big three of Pittsburgh more than I, yeah. more than I trust the, the Giants defense not to give up big plays. So yep. I think Smith-Schuster actually has a really good game. I think he can come out and say, hey, I'm the old Smith-Schuster. I, I can carry a team. But we'll see. We'll see. I have faith in those Pittsburgh Steelers, although they're going to lose to the Dallas Cowboys eventually. So, yeah. Josh. God damn it, Paul. Like, if anybody listens to the Puckleheads uh, podcast, me and uh, Paul have some very – lot some some – Opinions that are very aligned that are the same. And I, I, I got to go with Paul again. I, uh, the difference that's going to be in that game, though, is going to be uh, James Conner. I'm very unsure of him. Uh, he needs to have a big year, bigger than it was last year. It wasn't, I didn't think it was very good. Um, so, so, yeah, I think Pittsburgh's going to come out, but it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be um, – I'll take Pittsburgh straight up, but it's going to be like a three-, four-point game. Gotcha. And just to give, make it, mix it up a little bit. Uh, Kenny 
did choose to have the Pittsburgh Steelers win and cover the spread. And Miles has decided to go with Pittsburgh straight up, but they will not cover. So very similar to what you guys are talking about. Miles has that similar interest. John, if you don't know our pickums from last year, Miles had a 75% guess rate on these pickums. Wow. So he, yeah, he was high. He was high. And we, and we, we picked every game last season. I finished at 68% in third. Vaughn actually finished in second with 72%. We were high on our picks last year. We had nobody under 50%. So this is kind of one of our famous segments, but John, I'm going to you next. No pressure. I'm going to you next. <laughs> Who do you have in this Pittsburgh, New York matchup? I think Pittsburgh's going to win 24 to 20. So they, uh, they're going to win this, but when it comes to covering, they're not going to be able to do it. I have a lot of questions similar to what was already said, especially about James Conner and Big Ben to an extent too. He's old, just coming off elbow surgery. And granted, he has Smith-Schuster, but, you know, after that, it gets a bit dicey. I feel like the Giants and Daniel Jones are poised to break out this year, maybe a 6-10, 7-9 record, which for them is obviously breaking out. Saquon mm -hmm. Barkley is going to come back being strong. So I feel like Pittsburgh will win this. They should win this, but they're not winning this by six points. Perfect. Davis, going to you next. Yeah, I totally agree with John. Uh, the Steelers, they're going to win this game, but the Giants are, are, are a team to watch for this year. Uh, Danny Dimes is going to come out firing on the, on the Steelers. Stop it with the Danny Dimes. <laughs> Chris Remick, going to you. Uh, geez, well, when you bring up percentages, um, moving forward, uh, I hate to be the basketball the guy that comes and absolutely destroys these percentages with these NFL pickums, but I'm going to do my best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it really pains me to say, but um, I am going to go with the Steelers straight up. I'm facing James Conner this week in fantasy, so hopefully mm -hmm. he doesn't go off too much. But um, he's the big question mark, and um, I really like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he'll have a great season. And, um, yeah, I'm taking the Steelers. Steve. I actually uh, – I knew DeCastro's on. I didn't realize until Paul said it that um, the Steelers had three rookies starting on the O-line this week. Uh, I was already iffy about that spread. I'm definitely not taking that spread now, but I'm definitely going to take the Steelers to win. I, I can't trust Daniel Jones throwing against a Pittsburgh defense. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Dre, wrap us up here. Who you got? <clears throat> Steelers uh, win the game, but they don't cover. I think Barley's going to have a heck of a game. So it'll be, it'll be a very close game, but the Steelers will win. How you doing? All right. Thank you, Dre. Let's wrap up our primetime picks with one that may be the snoozer of the week for, for Dre. Titans-Broncos, two-point favorites in Denver. Cortland Sutton, a sprain in his shoulder, but he's okay. He'll be playing. Jerry Judy fans really hyping up now in fantasy. But I'm going to start this one off with you, Dre. Who do you have in the Broncos-Titans matchup? I think everybody living on Titans. Uh, I mean, their defense is incredible in the playoffs last year. And now they added a clowny to it. So I think that defense is going to be even better. And they're going to keep playing that same style of football. So Henry's going to get, you know, 30 touches. And uh, I think the Titans are going to win this game. I don't even know what the line is, but they're going to win it. So it's two points, two points. There you go. All right. Steve, going to you. 
I think I got to take Tennessee, and I'm going to take them to cover. I actually, I actually really like uh, Tennessee this year. I, I think part of the thing last year is that when they threw Ryan Tannehill in the starting mix, like, he kind of had to figure it out. Well, there's more comfortability there now. Is he more used to it? He's they they know what their game plan is. They're going to do the same thing they did last year. They're going to pound the rock up the throat, and they're going to try to beat you up on defense, which Javier Clowney is going to help a lot with. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Of course, I get the Rockets are storming back in game four, and it's really pissing me off. But let's go ahead and go over to just Paul. Uh, yeah, so I'm real interested in this without no, no travel, no anything. So your first game is now a mile above sea level. You're not even – you're in no kind of condition, nothing like that. I say this is knockout, dragout first half, and then the altitude in Denver – Get them in the second half. Give me the primetime home dog. I love primetime home dogs. Denver win, cover. Perfect. Paul's going Denver. John, sandwiching you in there. How are you feeling about the Denver Broncos at home? I actually like the Titans here, and I think they're going to upset um, and, and get ruined only because of the fact that uh, Denver, right now, they don't have Von Miller. Von Miller is hurt, and the Titans are still working well as a unit. Without Von Miller, you still have Derrick Henry rushing for probably 1,600 yards this year. I feel like the Titans can go in there and make a splash. I think they're going to upset and uh, get it done. Perfect. Perfect. Going over to you, Chris. I like that Derrick Henry talk. He was my first round pick. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Titans here straight up. Um, <laughs> the loss of Von Miller for me was the kind of thing that took me over the edge um because obviously he's one of the centerpieces in that defense he really holds things together and um like Steve said uh the Titans are going to run it up the middle and they're going to beat you up on defense and I just don't think the Broncos can uh get by that perfect Davis um I know in previous uh episodes have said that the Titans were not the favorites in their division but I didn't (laughs) think they would sign Davion Clowney because they overpaid him, but the Titans are the favorites now. Um, the Titans will win this by 10, 14 points. Um, just because Von Miller's out and Bradley Chubb is still questionable. So that's the two guys on the end, uh, in, on the defense. So expect Derek Henry to have a big game this week. Perfect. And Miles picking Tennessee, Kenny picking Denver. I myself am picking the Tennessee Titans to upset Denver and and to uh, take that week one matchup. I have no dog in the fight for either team. I do want to say this. The team that's winning the AFC South is playing tonight, so you guys can rest easy on that. You don't have to worry about that division. But, what, the Colts are playing tonight? No, no, the Texans, buddy, the Texans. Oh, the Texans. Uh, but I, yeah. I understand the vibe. Um, so by the way, if you guys didn't know, the Texans are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Corissa Dagger. I just saw the update on Bleacher Report. It was a five point game at one point for the Rockets. They came back from down 23. Anyways, just hit a dagger on the, on the Rockets. So. Nobody cares, Davis. All right. That ends primetime picks for round two. <laughs> Tennessee plus two and a half. Like okay. Yeah, oh, I'll, Josh, you hadn't picked yet. Yeah, I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Give us your pick. Give us your no, pick. No, I that's, gonna... I, yeah, I, you guys said it all. I, and uh, the loss of Vaughn Miller is going to be pretty detrimental to them. And um, I believe Derrick Henry is just going to run for a ton of yards and about two or three touchdowns. So, 
Sorry about that, Josh. I'll, you know what? I'll let you Where lead rapid name? fire, buddy. I'll let oh, you lead rapid fire. No, no, absolutely. I'm just kidding, man. All right. So you're never going <laughs> to lead rapid fire. Just kidding. All right. So we're going to end round two with that. Paul, do you have something to say? No, you're good, buddy. That's right. Don't mess with me right now. Okay. So <laughs> that ends our primetime picks. Round two is in the books. That is brought to you by the infamous Taquito Express down in beautiful Brownsville, Texas, where you can get all you can eat tacos. For $7.99, mention ITO for 10% yeah, off the day. Right round three, rapid fire, quick 10-minute round where you give me your picks. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Welcome to Alamo City. Or is it the military city? Or is it the Riverwalk City? What in the world do you call San Antonio? You can find all the greatest and latest information on SATX Rated, proud sponsor of the Into the Lab podcast, and a big partner when it comes to finding your way around San Antonio, Texas. Go find SATX Rated on all major social platforms. Follow them, like them, share them. They're here for you. SATX Rated, find out what San Antonio is made of. Round three, what's cooking in the lab? All right, that's the bill for round three, our rapid-fire picks. I'm going to name the game. I'm going to give you the spread line. You tell me who you got and why, and it's going to be quick. We're not going to be spending our time like these primetime picks. We're going to start off in Detroit, where the wonderful Mitchell Trubisky leads his Bears to fight off those Lions. Lions, three-point favorites. I'll start this one off and give a shocker. I'm taking the Bears to win this game because when Mitchell Trubisky plays football against the Lions, he throws five touchdowns. So I am going – Chicago to win this game. Starting with people across my screen. Davis, who do you have? I got the Bears and uh, take the over. He is taking the Bears. Chris? I'm taking the Lions. I'm putting all my faith in Matt Stafford. He <laughs> <laughs> can't even Always that trust the Stafford. <laughs> when has that ever happened? When has that ever worked? Josh? Yeah, I'm a Detroit homer. Give me Matty, Matty Stafford. Give me the, give me the Lions. Here we go. Here we go. Paul. Lions, but they don't cover. Lions, and they don't cover. Steve. No, that's a 17-16. I'm going to take uh, the Bears, but not to cover. Well, they'd be pulling the upset off by taking the Bears. I'm with you on that one. Dre. You hate yeah. both of these teams, Dre, so I'd be surprised when you pick either way. <laughs> somewhere in there is Dre. miles yep. picks chicago and kenny picks detroit Dre. my turn yep there you can, go can, can earn a song <laughs> <it's> my turn <laughs> oh god you're up Dre. Anything. i don't know oh. uh all right, so Ernest's uh, fantasy super prediction is actually going to start happening week one as Mitch Trubisky is going to throw four interceptions before the end of the third quarter. Foles is going to c- come in and take over that center role. I'm okay with that. <laughs> still going to be a joke, but anyway. They'll still win. And uh, Lions are going to win this game. Uh, I- they're not going to cover them because uh, Montgomery is going to have a huge game if he plays, of course. I think he is. Perfect. Thank you very much. Like I said, Miles picks Chicago. Kenny picks Detroit. John, our featured guest of the week. Who do you got in this game? 
Now, I am from Chicago, but bias aside, I still take the Bears. I still take the Bears as an upset. Mitchell Trubisky is going to have a resurgent campaign this year, and the Lions have a running back by committee that I think is just not going to work. Yeah, carry on getting the start for the Lions. I do think you can start Kenny Galladay. Um, you'd be surprised. Jimmy Graham might get you a touchdown this week, but I do think Mitch throws very well. David Montgomery being healthy. I got to take the Bears. Allen Robinson will be spectacular as always. Let's move on. Browns taking on the Ravens. Ravens, seven and a half point favorites. Just need the winner for these, so don't worry about the spread. I'm going to start off with you, John. Who do you have, Cleveland or Baltimore? Ravens. Going Ravens there, John. Very, very certain about that. Steve. I was muted. Sorry, Ravens. Our first mute pick. There it is. Paul. Ravens. But if you're going to lay money on this, they're 11 and 19 against the spread when they're favored by seven and a half or more. There you go. So go put your brown spread picks. Josh. Uh, definitely the Ravens for sure. Going Ravens. This might be our first sweet pick of the year. Chris. Definitely going with the Ravens too. Davis. Baker Mayfield sucks. Give me the Ravens. <laughs> Dre. If this game was in Cleveland, take the Browns, but um, Ravens it is. Surprisingly, Miles didn't give me this pick, so Miles gets a void pick. I'm giving him the Browns. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you Kenny's. Kenny's picking Baltimore. I am picking Baltimore as well. I do think it's going to be a close game, though. So just take that for what it's worth. Uh, all right. So let's move on. Indianapolis, the second-place AFC South team for this year, is going to be taking on the Jaguars, a team that probably should be playing college football. And the Colts start off as eight-point favorites. Dre, I'm going to start with you on this one. Minshew will be back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God. <laughs> I, I shaved today so I can start. Throwing the stash as the scene goes through and as Inshumania starts creating his legacy because he's going to do the stuff legend. <laughs> oh my God. The Jaguars are not going to win, though. So he's going to throw maybe 400 yards, oh my touchdowns, God. but that won't be enough, though, because that team sucks. Unfortunately, I, I thought we were doing this like rapid fire, no analysis. That was that was a roller coaster so, that we just went so through. There. He just hyped <laughs> the Jaguars and picked the Colts to win. Did I get that? That was quite the experience. I'm not yeah, he know. just he just hyped the Jaguars <laughs> and the Colts, but picked the Colts to cover. I am so confused right now. So he picked the Colts. Steve, who do you have in this game? Uh I'm. I'm going to take the Colts. Um, I'm going to even take them to cover, even though uh, Phil Rivers will throw at least one fourth quarter interceptions. <laughs> Miles goes Colts. Steve goes Colts. Kenny goes Colts. I go Colts. Just uh, who are the Jaguars even playing on the field at this point? Although DJ Chark for fantasy purposes will probably go off. Uh, John, who do you have? I have Colts, but I think Jags can actually cover. Okay. All right. So, Jack, stay within a touchdown. Perfect. Paul. Andy, that offensive line is just going to absolutely maul them up front. Chris. Yeah, I'm going Colts. Jaguars suck. Josh. 
I fucking hate Philip Rivers, so I'm gonna bite my my lip when I say this. Uh, I'm taking the Colts. Gotcha, Davis. Um, I'd be surprised if the Jaguars even score since they're tanking for uh, Trevor Lawrence. So two two sweet picks in a row. Baltimore Indy favorites there. By the way, if you guys don't know, I make money off of this. We always put in these parlays, so just so you know. All right, so let's talk about the next game. This is the game of the week for Steve. Dolphins going to New England. New England, six-and-a-half-point favorites, and that's generous considering the Dolphins usually have their number, huh, Steve? We'll start with you on this one. Who do you have in this game? It's not week 15, so you can't bet on (laughs) Miami to beat the Patriots. Um, Yeah, that's – this is no brand to take the Patriots here. Steve going Patriots. Paul. Patriots. Paul going Patriots. Davis. I would really, really like to go with the Dolphins. <laughs> but I'm going to have to pick the Patriots because Cam Newton. And I, I, just, I just think Belichick's going to have a fun year to this year. Davis going with the Patriots because they're going to be some fun for the first time in New England. All right, Kenny and Miles go, both go New England as well. John. Patriots, but the Dolphins stay within the six-and-a-half-point spread. Oh, interesting. So, close game, close game. Okay. Steve, you think it's going to be a close game? Uh, yeah, I can, I can see it being close just because, again, it's it's the Dolphins. It's an AFC East team, and it's uh, Brian <laughs> Flores knows the Patriots pretty well. So, I can see him giving us a fight. Byron Jones, pick six, plus 2,500. You might as well go make the bet. It might happen. Chris Remick, New England or Miami? I'm um, definitely going Pats here, yeah. Go. Looks like this might be another sweet pick. Josh? Fuck, I was so close. I was going to go with Miami, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I got to go Pats. I think Fitz, Fitz Magic keeps it close, though. All right. It's going to it's gonna come down to Dre. Dre, who do you have in this game? It's not a sweet pick. Of course, of course, I'm not going with the Patriots. They're 10, remember? Steve told us. So I'm, I'm taking Miami. Oh, God. Drake's going Miami for this pick. We lose our three straight sweeps. I don't, I don't hate that pick, Trey. I don't hate it. <laughs> Steve looks fantastic right now. He looks happy about that one. All right. Fucking great. Um, I'm obviously going New England. I'm sorry I didn't even call myself. Yes, I'm going New England. I'm interested to see Cam Newton and Bill Belichick together. Rex Burkhead's probably going to go off for 120 all-purpose yards. Um, This is going to be a fun game to watch. Um, Interested to see what receivers pop off for New England because all of them are on the waiver wire right now. So I want to see which one. I'm interested in Harry. I I, I hope he does so I can go put a waiver claim on him. But we will have to. We will have to see. Let's move on. All right, Eagles Redskins in the game that uh, I guess people uh, like Luke would be interested. Not in. Redskins. It's football team. Football oh, team. oh, oh, Eagles Washington football team. PC correction of the year, um, right there. That, yeah, that, that, on, that will man. happen. That will happen more than once. I, I promise you. This, this is going to be. Am I the most politically correct guy on the show? You might be. You might be. Let's start this one. It's going to end up going from, from that other name I just said to the red football team to, to football skins or something. Just watch. It's going to be crazy. All potato right. skins. <laughs> potato skins. I'm taking the Eagles in this one. Antonio Gibson, I'd like to see what he brings to the table. Deshaun Jackson probably goes off, but because there's so much media hype, he'll probably throw a dud up there. Um, let me go ahead and bring in Steve. Who do you got for this game? Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles. Uh, 
I'm excited for Antonio Gibson, Chase Young, but uh, I, I know who the Eagles are. Yes, we do. Paul. Yeah, uh, I, I like the Eagles, um, but Washington would be an interesting cover. The Eagles got a ton of injuries, and uh, I think Dwayne Haskins steps up a little bit this year, so I can see them. And, and Philly always dicks around, too. So, uh, I, I, Philly will win, but I don't think they'll cover. Miles and Kenny both going with Philadelphia as well. John, bringing you in. Uh, Philadelphia, but they win by a touchdown, so they will cover, too. Perfect. Chris? I'm also going Philadelphia. Ooh, sweep alert. Dre? I like how you're holding like flies. So, um, but that, that the Washington team um, is a media school, so Eagles swim, but they don't cover. All right, Davis. Um, give me the Eagles, but don't be surprised if they have their RB3 in by the second quarter because the first two are injured. So. <laughs> Added to their 24-man injury roster list right now. Josh, wrap us up. Give me Philly, and I actually think they're going to win by two touchdowns. They're going to run rough, rough shot through the uh, Washington defense. So, Josh, Miles, uh, Miles Sanders, big game? I think so. I I have him on my fantasy, so I'd be fucking better. Uh, I felt there was a fantasy <laughs> connection there. He'll get hurt in the first first drive. Don't say guy. that, Davis. Jeez, just, <laughs> just jinxing it now. Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> All right, Jets, Bills, AFC East rivalry game. Bills are six and a half point favorites. That doesn't really matter for this segment. I am taking the Bills to win this game handedly to start off with. John, going to you early. Bills win. It's going to be close, and no one's going to watch this game anyways. I haven't heard Dre's snoozer of the week, but I, I agree with you, John. I don't think a lot of people will have this game turned on or it will be covered. Davis? Uh, give me the Bills. I, I, I have Tredavious White and Josh Allen on my fantasy team, so it, it, it better be a, a good game for the Bills. A lot of fantasy influence today. A lot of fantasy influence. Paul? <laughs> Bills. Just – Straight up bills. Just bills. Steve. I am going to take the Jets to crash and burn. (laughs) So I'm going to take the bills to win. Miles and Kenny also go bills. Dre. This is the game that's going to start the path for Steve to throw him off into a table. So Bill Smoth all the way. Did you just say something about me there? You said you're going to be throwing things into the table at the end of the season, so, Josh. Uh, Bills, yeah, this this game is going to be close. Chris, are we sweeping this one? Yeah, we're sweeping. The Bills are my fantasy defense, so they better fucking play well. (laughs) Here we go. Another fantasy influence. Man, guys, we better hope we had good fantasy takes this this year because we're going to be really bad. All right, we're going to Carolina where the Raiders are visiting. Knock if you're with me. No, nobody else. Okay, all right. So I am taking the Raiders to win this one on the road. Let's open up with that one. I, I Josh Jacobs is a stud, guys. I think he's going to be fantastic this year. Um, we're going to look at a guy that, that might finish as the RB1 or two. I, honestly, I think that potential is there. I think, it, I think it happens. So going Las Vegas Raiders here against a Carolina team that may or may not be having a good season this year. So um, that's my analysis. Let me go to you, Josh. Uh, no, give me, give me Carolina. Uh, the only addition that the Las Vegas added was Henry Ruggs, the third. No, give me Carolina. 
We forgot Jason Witten. Yeah, that's the guy right there. Oh, big addition. Stud. Chris. Uh, I'm also going to go to with the Panthers here because uh, Derek Carr and uh, Gruden are one in five um, straight up and against the spread in early season situations over the past two years. So uh, I'm going to take the Panthers. Perfect. Miles picks Vegas and I'll go to Davis. Um, give me the Panthers on this one. <clears throat> it's really interesting because you bring in two college guys, uh, the offensive coordinator who just won the national championship, and you give him a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I would take the over just in case the Panthers blow this one out. Wow. Even go to the blowout. Kenny's picking the Vegas Raiders. Paul. I'm going to take the Panthers. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just like that that dynamic of coming east. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of Oakland or these are, this is definitely the snoozer of the week. <laughs> it, it, it definitely is up there for snoozer of the week. John. Uh, Panthers. I think they're actually going to upset and win. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not a loser. So I think he'll win his first start with Carolina. Interesting. Interesting. Dre. Yeah, Paul beat me to it. This is a, the snoozer of the week. Um, <laughs> uh, you say Vegas? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Steve. Um, I'm going to take Carolina. I just, I don't trust Derek. I trust Teddy Bridgewater more than I trust Derek Carr. And I know it's Matt Rule's first NFL game, but I still trust him more than I trust John Gruden. Gotcha. I mean, that's and Joe Brady. Yeah, Joe Brady. Let's talk about the battle of the birds, guys. And we're almost done here. Don't worry, fellas. Only a few games left. But Seattle goes to Atlanta. Seattle is the favorite, obviously, on the road. Probably one of the NFC favorites this year. Um, I'm going to take Seattle. I think Russell Wilson with his talents all around him with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, not to mention the uh, irremovable Chris Carson. just comes back every year. Uh, Texas A&M product. Like, that is just uh, – uh, What? Texas well, A&M? Hold on. Oklahoma State, bro. Oklahoma Come State on. product. Yeah, sorry, Come Davis. On. Sorry, I meant to give you kudos. And uh, and so I absolutely love the team. Uh, defense is still stout. So I'm taking Seattle to win this statement game. I'm sure Miles pick Atlanta without even looking at it, but I'll give you that update in just a second. Going to you, Steve, to start this one off. Who do you have? I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, just – Take Seattle, a close one. I think Atlanta's going to come out hot this year, but I got to ride with Seattle. Miles did take Atlanta. Steve takes Seattle. Kenny took Seattle. Paul? I like the Falcons. I'm going to roll with them. I, I think they're a, a sneaky pick this year. I, I like the Falcons at home. Perfect. And I'm going to go over to you, John. How are you feeling about this game? Uh, Seattle, they cover easily. Perfect. Perfect. Chris? I'm going with Seattle. Uh, Wilson's my my QB one, so gotta gotta oh ride him for this Here season. <laughs> Here we go, Josh. Dude, I am the biggest sucker for an Atlanta Falcons, so I am taking the Falcons to win. Sucker, sucker, Davis. No surprise here. I I know where you're going. Um, I'm going with the Seahawks, but. Would not be shocked if the Falcons kept it really close because they were the hottest team down the stretch of the uh, of last season, and they add Todd Gurley, and I mean, 
Todd Gurley's gonna have a, another breakout year. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have like become an, another RB one. Th- thumbs up if we're all in on the Hayden Hurst hype. Davis says no. Paul says no. John's thinking about it. Steve Steve's thinking about it. Dre can't show his thumb. Dre, finish this one off. Seahawks, Falcons. This is going to be a high scoring to take over. But the Falcons defense sucks. So I'm going to say the Seahawks win. Perfect. Now we go to Joe Burrow and the Bengals hosting those Chargers. Look, new looking Chargers. I'm going to start this one off with Davis. Who do you have in this game? Got Joe Burrow. Bengals are going to win this game. Wow. Davis taking the rook. Paul. I wanted to take Cincinnati so bad, but I feel like that San Diego pass rush is going to get to him. Um, I'm going to take San Diego. Perfect. Dre, who do you have in this one? San Diego. Me, Los Angeles. Man, we're going, we're going back in the day with all these uh, teams, huh? No, the Los Angeles Los Angeles are the Browns, remember? I mean, yeah. oh, my God. It's the Browns, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Browns, Steve. It's okay, Steve. I'm going to take the Chargers, though. <laughs> For all that. <laughs> I am taking the Bengals to win this one. I like to see a little bit of an upset there. Um, although, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals lost. I want to see Joe Burrow just wreck shop right out the gate. All right, John, bring us bring us on, in on this one. Uh, Chargers win, but they do not cover. They're only a three-point favorite. I think this is going to come down to a last-second field goal. Agree. I, I think it is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be one of the games to watch. Josh. Uh, this one's such a tough pick. I think this is probably the toughest pick for me. Uh, but I got to lean the, the, the Chargers this week. Lean the Chargers. This, is, this one's tough. The Carolina game was tough. I think both of these are really tough yeah. ones. I probably yeah, wouldn't put sure. money on, on either of them. No. Chris. Yeah, this would be a tough one for me, but I have Joe Burrow on my fantasy team, so I'm going to go with the Bengals, baby. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can respect Chris, that. I can respect that. Chris, Chris is backing up his plays. Um, and I, did I, I think that's everybody on the cover. Let's see who we have. Where's your, where's your bias for uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Ernest? Joe Mixon. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a Joe Mixon hype right here. Well, we already know Joe Mixon is going to finish top five running backs. I mean, everybody should have invested if you listen to this show. Joe Mixon is the guy to own in, in fantasy running backs. He was well worth the, the investment. Um, if you don't know this, John, from last season, everybody said I was crazy for picking Joe Mixon as the comeback player of the year. And anybody who picked him won their fantasy league last year because this guy gave him the advice. So I'm hyping. Don't yep. yawn on me, Steve. I see that yawn. I see that yawn. All right. So, yeah, I'm big on mixing right there. AJ Green plays at Cincinnati's, and he's and he really is healthy. Then Cincinnati's going to have a lot of good things going for them. Uh, what is Char- it? 2015? Is this 2015? <laughs> it might be for him. It might be for I him. Have no idea. Hey, I have no idea. Hey, hey. So. They they do. Joe Burrow does have John Ross and T Higgins at his disposal as well. Oh my God, T Higgins! My God. Kenny goes Chargers. Miles goes Chargers. Let's wrap up this episode. Cardinals, Niners, best for last here. I think this is one of those other primetime games that didn't get a lot of hype, but this should be a show. 49ers, touchdown favorite, seven points. I'm going to start this one off with the young guys. So let's start with Chris. 
Uh, I'm going 49ers here. I love their defense and uh, Garoppolo, so I'm a fantasy oh, team. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Davis. Garoppolo is going to get you, like, 200 yards and a touchdown with two interceptions. <laughs> That's why I got Burrow. That's why I got Burrow, whoever plays better. Uh, I really I really want to go with the Cardinals in this one, but I, I just can't because the 49ers, they're already proven. The 49ers are. The Cardinals aren't. So, I mean, it's the first game of the season. If it was down the road and they had the same record, I would take the Cardinals. But I uh, got to go with the 49ers. Josh. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one. I, I think they're going to come out hot uh, right out of the gate. So give me the, give me the Cardinals for an upset. Well, going, going with an early upset. Kenny goes San Francisco for the pick. And Miles goes Arizona straight up. He says Arizona will win this game. So, Paul, going to you. I'm riding with Miles and Josh. Uh, they own them in the desert. You know, look back through. Um, Cards are actually nine and three against them in the last twelve. So uh, you know, I'm gonna roll I'm gonna roll Arizona and actually that's my favorite spread of the week. Give me a touchdown at home. A home dog is is live. Perfect. Dre. You know, it's funny because Miles gave me it about the Cardinals and he said they weren't going to win the division. But, yeah, Cardinals win. Perfect, oh, Steve. Sorry, muted. I'm going to take San Fran, but uh, what Paul just said about the Cardinals uh, last 12 against them, I, I have to look more at that. And Ernest is gone. Uh, how, how many with, the, uh, with, with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach, Paul? Look at last year's games, Davis. Didn't they? Look, did, didn't the Cardinals sweep the 49ers last year, or was it like a, a half and half? Yeah, I think it's one on one. But I mean, they were both real, real close games. Yeah. And Ernest has left. Yeah, Ernest is gone. As usual, what would it be without Ernest dying? Yep, <laughs> five minutes Go left ahead, John, the show. Yeah, just as we're wrapping up, too. So yeah. John, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to give this one uh, Niners win, but they're a seven-point favorite. I don't see that being feasible. It's going to be a close game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody left? Dre. No, I think that's it. Dre was good. I think we're all good. What's yeah. – uh, there another game? That was the last one. Yeah, we on. That's it. All right, so we I, just what, got I, the sign-off, right? Yeah. I, I told I told uh, Ernest, I said, hey, we're doing college football on the show Thursday, right? He goes, yep. And no. there is nothing with college football. No, we don't do college on this. But you bet. Yeah. Yeah. We're already at an hour and a half on this episode. So yeah, we probably yeah. shouldn't run it, stop <laughs> running college well picks in. <laughs> it looks like I'm the host. Steve should be the co-host. Oh, you know. oh. Now he's back in. Oh, the sports <laughs> is back. Son returns. Hey. <laughs> There he is. Oh, oh. my computer oh. completely died on me. Maybe you should have it charged. I, yeah, I have plug it in. Unplug it and plug it back in. Yeah, I did that. It's still dead. I have no idea what just happened. So, so you take this and put it in the side. 
Did you try turning it off and turning it back on? That <laughs> right. Works. Exactly. I, all right, I tried both. What was, what was Steve's pick? So we went through everyone's picks. Oh, okay. You would have had to be, you had to be my there. Pick was, my pick was the Niners. I'll just have to listen back to the recording and figure out where everybody's picks were. I picked the Niners. I think the Niners are a proven team. That's I, team I took the Niners and so did John. Oh, John missed John's analysis. All right. Well, I was going to end with John. All right. Well, that, that ends our round three segment uh, brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. I don't even know if I get the lighting in this place. Yeah, brought to you by Thrive Fantasy, where you go to www.thrivefantasy.com to place your prop bets. Um, that, that does it for our, our episode this week. And, you know, a special thank you to John for joining us. John, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and listen to you and kind of get, kind of get hyped for your stuff. I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to be on. Thank you for this. Uh, you guys can find me sportstalkchicago.com. Uh, all podcasts, of course, search up sports talk, Chicago, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to me on terrestrial radio every day, two to 3 PM central on AM 1530 WCKG or on the iHeartRadio app or the radio.com app. And I just launched a YouTube channel. Search up Sports Talk Chicago and feel free to subscribe. You can see monologues and interviews from the show itself. That's awesome, man. Really appreciate you coming on and giving us your picks. Invaluable, definitely. Thank you so much. I'm going to go around the room, let everybody do their sign-off and where they can find you, starting with you, Chris. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Asian Tatum or on Instagram at Chris underscore Remick. I'm also going to be starting up streaming once I get uh, my mic actually broke earlier today. So that's unfortunate. Um, so once I get the mic back in business, we're going to start streaming. Um, hopefully uh, just over the year, producing more content for ITL and Blue Collar Media Group. Super excited to start season two. Awesome. Awesome. Josh. Hey, you can find me at, uh, on Twitter at Josh Elliott 9 um, sorry, I just realized I look like a homeless person throughout this whole video. I'm laid off right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, just watch out for my Twitter. There might be something in the, in, in the works here for, um, you know, uh, something about some going on with some sports and some gambling picks. Uh, just watch out for that. It hasn't been officially announced, but just uh, keep an eye out for that. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Davis, talk to us. Um, you guys can find me on pretty much any platform, uh, ddog underscore one, one, two, three. Um, I, I did promise a, uh, webcam during my stream, but I ordered the PlayStation 3 kind instead of the PlayStation 4. So it's going to take a, another couple of weeks before you get a webcam, but, uh, super excited to be on. Thanks, Ernest. Um, you guys have a good season. Awesome. Paul. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Steel Curtain PEH, uh, member of the Blue Collar Media Group. Uh, I have my own podcast for everything hockey, Puckleheads. Just search it on Spotify, uh, Anchor, whatever. Um, it's been great. I can't wait for season two. Um, the Chiefs are absolutely smacking the Texans right now, too, just by the way, Ernest. A lot of time left in this game. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Did you say that with a Rockets game, too, or what? Yeah, yeah. That, they came back, so I actually don't feel too bad about them. But no, I didn't. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. The end justified in means they still lost. They did. They did lose. They did lose. Steve. Also, uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter uh, at Reisner underscore Steven. Uh, I talk sports for the American working man because that's oh what I am. God. 
and that's who I care about. Hey, don't forget about your burner account, Steve. Yeah, Buttholes burner account. <laughs> Who's who has that burner account, Steve? It's Butthole. So bring them on. We gotta it's find origami them. season. Dre, Dre, bring wrap it up. Is he still here? I think Dre's gone. No, I think Dre's gone. Dre's gone. All right, so I'll wrap Cobra, it up. Cobra got him. I just want to say thank you to everybody who joined us tonight, even through the technical difficulties and through the Rockets and Texans games. I know for you Houston people, that's probably a tough night. The Astros, I think, are under 500 as well. Don't give up. It happens. All right, it'll be okay. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining us again for season two. You're here for the pick em. Listen to our picks. We got you some money last year. We'll get you some money this year. Uh, go, go give a visit out to our sponsors. Go give them a shout out. Listen to our, our show next week. We'll be giving out a special video game for you guys. So stay tuned with us for next week and then watch our stream team this weekend. But I'm your host, Ernest Silva, at The Sport Jeans, where you can find me on any sports platform or any social platform. Be a part of our show in the future. Have a great one, guys. Hey, Davis, right. do you think, uh, oh, sorry. What? Oh, you're, good. you're good. Okay. Davis, do you You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.